Hey there, sacred friend. You're listening to the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast, and I am your host, Lori A. Andress. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self. It's a place to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Welcome back, sacred friends. I am Laurie Andress, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about rhodochrosite, roses, and the realities of unconditional love. I have sat down all day trying to record this episode. I think I probably have about a good 15 takes, (laughs) Um, different variations, different versions, different aspects from experiences with this beauty to the incredible journey it took me on to some of the messages that it shared um, as we journeyed together this morning. Rhodochrosite is a beautiful, beautiful, heart-opening stone. And it really has an incredible vibration, a high vibration. It's expansive. It's blooming. It's lace-like. It's layered. It feels delicate. And yet at the same time, it invites us into a place of being courageous in our love. Hmm. Yeah. Being courageous with our love. I think it's easy to speak of love or to share love or to, to offer expressions of love when things are um, blooming and um, or rosy from the perspective of uh, the bloom <laughs> and that beautiful blooming aspect. But we don't always talk about or consider the aspect of unconditional love that's quite frankly thorny at times. There's the beauty and the challenge and the opportunity to find the courage within, to continue to love, to continue to hold that beautiful vibration when life is thorny. Yeah, we all have thorny situations and experiences. They show up <laughs> without even trying to, 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 to call them in. <laughs> and, you know, if you're, you're thinking about the people in your life who um, create thorny experiences, I can tell you they're probably thinking about you, too. <laughs> we, all, we all have um, moments where we are uh, on the recipient end of a thorny experience and times when we are the creator of a thorny experience. Regardless of whether or not we wished to do that, regardless of whether or not that's our intention, love is multifaceted and it is an invitation 
even in the midst of thorny experiences. It offers an invitation to expand and to grow and to bloom and to know the depths of what it means to, to have, to hold, to be, to experience unconditional love. I think we see this in life in so many different ways. And um, I think right now, as we are in this midst of um, incredibly changing times, we are being offered opportunities to, to find new depths within our own relationship to love. And the piece that Rhodochrosite is really inviting us into is a new depth of love and acceptance for self, a new depth of honoring of who we are, honoring our unique gifts, honoring the ways that our vision of self and others is sometimes clouded, honoring the, the ways that we're here to, um, to light up the world and to challenge the world. Yeah, I think that piece of challenging the world is something that um, is a little less comfortable. It's, it's not quite as rosy. <laughs> it's a little bit thorny. <laughs> uh, but during changing times, we need, we need challenges to the status quo. It's the challenges to the status quo that create new possibilities, new pathways, new potentials. Rhodochrosite, an incredible ally for that right now. So as I spent time with this lovely today, um, I sank into a journey with it. And I got curious about the pathway to allowing our love to bloom and the pathway to finding love for those people, those experiences, those situations, those events that have hurt us. Those are the times when love may feel a bit elusive. It may feel difficult. <laughs> may, it, it most definitely does. Um, those are the times when we are invited to find, find courage within, to call that forward, to invite ourselves into knowing, knowing love in new ways. And I think this is really a, a big part of what Rhodochrosite is showing up for right now. It's inviting us to know love courageously, to know love in those moments when it is difficult. So I spent, when I spent time with this beautiful stone, um, that's where I went with it. That was my curiosity, my invitation for it to share with me or for it to reveal was for it to share ideas on how do we sink in to 
that place of unconditional love? How do we extend that when life is presenting us with challenging experiences, challenging interactions, challenging people, challenging situations, challenging conversations? How do we extend love? How do we move through the other emotions that are present? Because that's really a big part of this. Love is there. It's always there. But other emotions show up. And that is also natural. Having other emotions, uh uh-huh, that's a part of being human. It's a part of the reality of who we are. And remember, a rose is incredibly beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it also has thorns. So knowing within ourselves those places where other emotions show up, it's not that there's an absence of love. It's that the invitation is to allow those other emotions to be honored and acknowledged and released, to be, to be felt and to flow in a way that's healthy and can um, create the space for love, the true love that's always there to really emerge. So as I journeyed, um, as I sat down with rhodochrosite, um, I had a strand of rhodochrosite beads and I just gently wrapped them around my hand as I sat down and I started playing with them and, and they, they, felt like a, they felt like a rosary or a prayer mala and it reminded me of that energy of prayer and sinking into prayer. But it wasn't just about the prayer because as soon as I started letting my fingers slip over the beads, the next invitation showed up. And that invitation was for me to go and get some rose essential oil and to put that on as we sat together in our journey. So I did that. And as I sat with the the rose, that beautiful aroma, I mean, my goodness, (laughs) rose essential oil is just incredible. Um, As I sat with that and as I held, held the beads in my hand, the piece that I was really reminded of was our connection to the earth and our connection to the feminine. One of the aspects of the feminine and the divine feminine and the earth is the capacity to be present with all of our emotions. The good, the bad, the beautiful, and the ugly, all of them, every single one. I think so often we want to deny anything that's not not rosy. (laughs) We want to deny the frustration and the disappointment and the times we feel anger and bitterness. We want to deny that and, and paint, you know, the picture of something else. But rhodochrosite is asking us to be incredibly real and present with what we're feeling and to know that it's okay to feel a mixture of things and to let ourselves really feel it. That part of our feminine nature. And when I say feminine nature, I am, I am truly speaking to all humans. We all have a feminine aspect to ourselves. And tapping into our femininity is essential in creating a balanced wholeness. And letting ourselves tap into 
the feminine aspect of emotion is also essential. That is how we find our pathway into the, to expanding our capacity for love and allowing that to be present. Now, as we sat together, Rhodochrosite actually took me to a series of places. <laughs> um, many of them being places that I regard as divine feminine or deeply connected with the divine feminine, deeply connected with the earth. And one of those particular places was um, a sacred site in Peru called Marai. Now, this is a site that is probably one of my absolute favorites. Um, it's really quite simple in as you compare it to other sites when you think of Machu Picchu or Oriente Tambo or Pisac, the Pisac ruins and, you know, some of the places that, you know, really feel like a, a central sort of um, like city type feel. Uh, this is very different. It is... <laughs> what feels like in the middle of fields. Um, and it is rings of terraces that go deeper and deeper into the belly of the earth. And it feels like they're creating a womb. And when you look at it from above and you step back and, and look at the shape of this place, that really is what it looks like. It looks very goddess-like. It looks like a womb. And as you move down the layers of terracine, you go deeper into the belly of the earth and it feels like you're going deeper into the womb. Um, sitting at the base is, um, oh gosh, it's very sacred. There's a, there's a uh, deep connection with the feminine. And each time I've been there, um, well, I shouldn't say each time. The first two times I was there, uh, we had an opportunity to experience ceremony at the base, at the very center of, um, of the site. And, oh gosh, wow, amazing. The third time uh, we chose to uh, we chose to kind of um, sit off to a different side and, and do ceremony in a different spot. But, um, but the ceremony was just really, really rich, heart opening and deeply connected with the feminine. So what, what was funny to me, though, is I had remembered this one of the visits there um, in particular because it was it was an incredibly sacred experience. Um, I was traveling there. This was in 2010. Um, I was with a large group and um, I was there as part of the staff for the Four Winds um, and was part of, you know, kind of coordinating the group and stuff like that. And we were working with a medicine woman by the name of Vilma and Vilma um, she was so young at the time. Oh, it was so fun to work with her because it was, um, she was ah, just very spirited and, and um, excited about life and excited about the opportunity to connect and um, opportunity to hold this ceremony. And it was, it was just beautiful. Uh, anyway, we, <laughs> while we were doing this ceremony, Vilma invited me to play my flute. And they did a despacho and uh, did rites of passage. And throughout the ceremony, I just sat at the center of the circle. All the people, you know, in, in a beautiful circle, we were gathered uh, making a circle like the concentric rings. And I played my flute. 
And at the end, um, as it felt like a sign of, you know, ah, celebration, spirit celebration and honoring um, and acknowledgement of the ceremony, um, flew over uh, condors and um, and hawks. And it was just this, just beautiful. And um, during that ceremony, I was wearing, are you ready for this? Yep. I was wearing a rotocrosite necklace. Yeah. What an amazing ally for that ceremony. For me personally, it felt like it felt like a deep connection with my own femininity. And um, while I wasn't using words, I was using my breath in playing the flute. And I was bringing song to the space. And that was one of the first times I had ever (laughs) played my flute publicly. Um, And, you know, it was definitely, there were moments where I was like, whoo, (laughs) it was rough. Um, But it was absolutely beautiful. And it felt like I, I felt like I was being invited and challenged to allow myself to um, to be present in a different way, to be ceremonially present in a different way. Well, after that ceremony, uh, Vilma and I were riding back on the bus and I actually gifted her that necklace. And, you know, I didn't realize it at the time um, this is something I, I feel like I've learned more recently or later and then was reminded of. I should say I learned it later and was reminded of more recently. But um, retacrosite is regarded as uh, the, the, Inca blo- the Inca rose um, because it, the mythology around it is um, that it, it is the blood of the kings and the queens and the the leaders of um, the Inca Empire, and I just think that's so cool. And it is found because it in it, like it grows as stalagmites and stalactites, so it really has that kind of <laughs> dripping sort of quality or look. And you know, is found in the deep cavernous places of the earth, which tend to have a very beautiful, wonderful, feminine quality. I felt like such a sacred moment between she and I and a sacred moment within um, within that, that journey and that experience. It was really powerful. Uh, <laughs> so the thing that, you know, I felt like Rotocrosite was saying is um, to create moments and experiences and places where we can find some softness. We can find some stillness. And often that happens in quiet places in nature. Sometimes it can be in the midst of a group. Sometimes it can be on our own. But carving out those times where we can reset to the sacredness of who we are, reset to our feminine nature, or the innate part of our feminine self, to honor the ways that um, love lives within us 
and the emotions that maybe sometimes because they've been unfelt are interfering with our ability to to recognize the true presence of love. I think that's really the core message that Rhodochrosite is bringing forward. To really recognize where unfelt emotions are creating a barrier between ourselves and our own capacity to love unconditionally. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So as we wrap up today's episode, I want to invite you to awaken within yourself your own capacity for love, for unconditional love. Perhaps you want to get a hold of some rhodochrosite, get a hold of a little bit of rose oil, and perhaps even some roses, and begin to recognize that even amidst a thorny stem, there is one incredible blooming flower. And you, my friend, you may have had some incredibly thorny experiences, and those thorny experiences are just a part of life. But it is time for you to feel all of the, the emotions that maybe you haven't felt, let them flow. Let them flow when you're out in nature. Offer them to the earth. Ask the earth to hold them. Ask the wind to hold them. Ask song, breath, life to hold them. I don't think there's any coincidence to my having sat and played the flute for about an hour and a half throughout that ceremony. <laughs> That's a long time to play. But I feel like the thing that happened was my own emotions that needed to be felt and processed were, were carried through the song, carried through my own breath carried on the wind and offered to the earth in that beautiful sacred spot that was so deeply connected with the earth. It created a beautifully, wonderfully, <laughs> powerfully heart-opening experience. And I want to invite you to create moments where your heart has opportunities to open and to expand and to begin to know your capacity for unconditional love. All right, my sacred friends, I thank you for joining me this week. I look forward to connecting with you again, and I wish you an absolutely beautiful day. And as always, shine brightly. Bye for now. Hey, sacred friend. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Crystal Shaman Life. If you like what you heard and you'd love to hear more, subscribe to our station through iTunes. And you can help others find our station by giving us a couple stars, a favorable review, and sharing with your friends. I wish you a beautiful day. Shine brightly.